Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Hello. Oh boy, baby. Wow, wow, wow. Well, well, we well. Howdy ho. What's bro. up? We're back again, as yep. always. Yeah, we're always back. We're always here. We're always back. Yeah. Um. So we have more to talk about. We do. Uh, about what is the show, Raph? What is it we're discussing, dude? We're gonna recap WandaVision. The whole series, all, season, all nine episodes yeah. of hopefully what will only be season one. Yeah, uh, is it, are there plans for a season I, two? I'm or? sure that there there's plans for everything. Yeah, and everything and, will be made at some point. Yes, everything and nothing. Um, this is of course Wandavision by Disney slash Marvel. Yay! Yay! Disney Marvel's first Disney Plus TV, TV show. show. Great, great success. Great success about the MCU's Scarlet Witch and Vision, played by Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, directed by Matt Schaefer of Always Shackman. Shack, shake, shake, shack. Shake, shack. Yeah, <laughs> shake, shack. Mikey shake, shake. Mikey shake. He's always. Oh. Matt Shakeman. What's his name? Shackman. Shackman. Sure, Shakeman. Matt Shakeman. Shake does shack. he direct all the episodes? I think he does. Good um, for him. So he's Congrats. from. Yes, well done, Matt. Thank <laughs> you. Did you. It. Thank you for what you've given us. Uh, he did It's Always Sunny. He's very well known for that. So oh, really? For, yeah, so for some reason when Marvel decided that they were going to do a TV show about a witch and an android being in love in the 60s, they thought, let's get that guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It, it, it makes sense. That's the, it's the obvious career transition from a bunch of degenerates you on a bar to superheroes. That's right. <laughs> So, Raph, uh, we did a mid-season episode. We did. Uh, a month and a half or so ago, I think. Maybe, yeah. Maybe even a little bit less. I think after season five, or episode five. That's right. There are nine episodes. I think we did one after episode five. I think you're correct. So we got the last four. Right. Today. So, um, right now. Right. Last yeah. four. So, okay. For anyone who hasn't seen it, I... Good, good for you. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Uh, but obviously, we're going to dive into spoilers. Pretty hardcore right here. Yeah, so go finish yeah. it and then come back. Yes, go watch all nine episodes. They're actually all pretty short. Most of them are like 25 minutes, half hour. Yeah. Uh, really, this was just a movie. <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was just like a three and a half, four hour movie that was cut into nine parts. It started off as a really cool concept. Yes. That kind of felt like a TV show. Exactly. And then it, around episode four, slowly dissolved into a mid-tier to low-tier Marvel movie. Like yes. standard, you know, cast of characters and villains that aren't villains and obvious twists and turns and big set pieces. There was not a single surprise. <laughs> In any of the nine episodes of this show. Dude, I was surprised. Yeah? At how disappointed you were. <laughs> Honestly, I was, I, was surpri I was surprised at how disappointed I was. Yeah. In, in the final product. Yeah. Um, they, because there was so much potential for this to be something really cool and interesting and fun. Um, but here's and instead the of doing... And, and yeah. instead of... Going with that and like allowing it to be something cool and interesting and fun and different, mm -hmm. they, you know, the the creators around this just decided to backpedal into comfortable territory. 
Yes. And like make something that right. we've seen but a thousand times before. But isn't that but it, what you say is exactly right. But isn't that the MCU as a whole? Anything that they make that's marketed to us yeah. has this initial sheen, this initial promise of being something different, something exciting, something you've never seen before. And then when you really examine it, you've already seen the fucking thing. Yeah. Not only have you already seen it, you've already seen better versions of it. Yeah, both in the MCU and outside of the MCU and like the genres that they're ripping off. Like yes. every MCU movie I feel like is now pitched as, oh, well, it's a genre film. With MCU characters. It's going to be a horror movie oh, right. with Spider-Man or right. Doctor Strange. It, it's, you know, even even The Winter Soldier is like, it's an espionage movie, right. but it's Marvel characters. Isn't right. that cool? Like, right. they're all... This, it's just, you're taking, from, you're taking from a genre and you're adding in characters that we know. And I'm going to watch it. And that's all that it is. There's no, like, actual creativity or... Or, or, or anything that goes into it. The thing that is so offensive to me is anything that is creative about the show, typically those first early couple of episodes, anything that's creative about it completely has the finger put to it based on what it evolves into. Yeah. It becomes meaningless. Anything that was interesting about it doesn't really mean anything. No. The further you dive into the show. Um I think that they really did blow their load, like I said the last time we talked about this, too, <laughs> way too early um, with the reveal of what was happening. It's like, we, like yeah. we know what's happening. Yeah, we know what's, we know what's happening. happening. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, really live in the sitcom era for a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but... And then once they oh. leave the sitcom era, it's just, even when they try to go back to it, 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 it all misses... Yeah, it never feels the same. It never feels like you're fully like you're fully in the sitcom, or you're yeah. It never feels like you're fully in the sitcom. It just it feels like a Marvel movie, and like they do like a Malcolm in the Middle reference. Right. It's not like an episode of Malcolm in the Middle with Wanda and Vision, which what the first two were. Right. It was Bewitched right. with Wanda and Vision, right. which was cool. Right. And the issue too is that the more it goes on the more of what's happening in the real world and the more about what's happening in the, the reality dream world or whatever gets revealed to us. And the more that that gets revealed to us, the less the excitement or novelty of the television era episodes lands or even yeah. makes sense. Because it's like, how do you keep trying to raise the stakes in terms of what's happening while at the same time you keep reverting back to a character pretending like they're on Modern Family for a scene. Like, who gives a shit? Like, this person's trying to kill you, your husband's fake, yeah. your neighbor's a witch, and you're talking to the camera making a joke about how Mondays suck. Yeah. And it's also not even, at that point, it just it felt like they were just going through the motions of, of, of sitcom eras or, or sitcom genres that it, it didn't even feel like... It didn't even feel like a Modern Family ripoff. It felt like vaguely Modern Family adjacent and just kind of, it was kind of rude. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because like it eventually to a point starts to like make fun of the more contemporary shows. Like what I think was so lovely about the first two or three episodes is like there really was a love letter to like Bewitched and I Love Lucy and the Dave yeah. Van Dyke show. Um and then you get to the more contemporary stuff, and it seems like it's kind of just mocking it. I um, mean, honestly, I feel like the show is mocking me. Uh, mocking me <laughs> as an audience member, 
uh, taking advantage of my intelligence and basically saying, hey, uh, we know you're smart, yeah. so we're going to end up doing the most obvious fucking shit that you wouldn't expect us to do purely so we can subvert your expectations. And the only reason my expectations, and I think a lot of people's, were subverted was because we watched this and we were like, there's no way that's not going to amount to something. Yeah. And most of it does. I think they subverted expectations in that we thought the show would be something, and it kind of ends up being nothing. There's, n it's at the end of the at the end of the series. It's just a setup for Captain Marvel two. Yeah, that's all that. that yeah, that's all that there is. When you a, think about like it's a it's it's like a it's a bait and switch is what yeah. it is. That's what they did to us. They baited us with this is going to be something cool. You know, we're we're gonna do something that's really freaky, and also we're gonna give you a lot of a lot of hints and and little you know Easter eggs that'll you know make you go down the rabbit hole of your of your conspiracy theories about what's gonna happen and Mephisto is gonna show up or Mephisto whatever his fucking name is Mephisto you know, Satan yeah <laughs> Satan dog uh, there's gonna be Fox X Men characters showing up and wow you know, it's Evan that's, Peters that's gonna be exciting and. And they just, like, pulled the rug out from underneath us and made it about absolutely nothing at all. Can we... Let's just tackle this bit head-on. You mentioned the, the Fox X-Men characters. So they surprise us in something that had already leaked much earlier prior that I, I had spoiled for me. But Evan Peters shows up mm -hmm. to play Pietro Maximoff, Wanda's, oh. Wanda's brother, originally played by Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. And... <laughs> And Age of Ultron, now yeah. played by Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. Yeah. Um, and he shows up, and everyone's like, oh, what does this mean? Yeah. Um, and so you're like, oh, you have a TV show about Wanda. She's going to be in a movie called The Multiverse of Madness. Oh, maybe the multiverses have opened up. Wow. Yeah, maybe she's opened up some multiverses. Maybe, maybe right. a multiverse. Maybe one of those multiverses is Fox X-Men. Right. And it's like, wow. oh, you're casting the actor who played it from Fox? Clearly, there's a wink-wink audience. You know what's going on. You know these yeah. Fox movies, especially when the closed captioning say for the the, the visually impaired, it says uh, Quicksilver from yeah. Fox's X Men universe appears or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he has super speed and can run um, and has all the memories yeah. of Pietro. And then it turns out that the big twist is that he's not from the Fox X-Men universe. He's not Quicksilver. He is, in fact, an out-of-work actor named Ralph Boner. That is actually... That would have been the biggest F you that Marvel has ever thrown anyone's I, way. I was so offended. Yeah. As a viewer. It... It was so it was so fucked up. But that's a twist isn't to set something up and then have the show be about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's Seinfeld. That's Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Like they should have just had George Costanza show up and, oh, and at the end been. say WandaVision wasn't about anything at all. It's a show about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> or like look, if that is gonna be the reveal that guess what? Pietro was nobody then fucking either cast a nobody yeah. or cast Aaron Taylor Johnson again and it's like a visual spell or yeah. some shit. Don't do it where the clear intention is to trick you to make you think that he's from this other universe. It's what the fuck is the point? There, it, it, yeah, the, the character ended up being useless. Yeah. If we're just talking about like the whole, like the story, the, the story of WandaVision, yeah, the plot, uh, like it, it ends up meaning nothing in in the whole plot. Monica Rambo, Photon, 
ends up doing nothing. No, she is literally just a setup yes. for a sequel movie. She does nothing in that the show. That is just to get me excited to go watch Captain Marvel 2, which is very rude that MCU is op- is now operating in this in this realm of everything that is that is put out there as I guess we have to say content because it's not art at this point. <laughs> Everything that's put out in terms of content is just to get me to continue watching exactly. and consuming exactly. their content. Exactly. And I'm going to keep doing it, but it's rude. Like, I would like to show up. If you're going to make me go to a theater, like, at least have the balls or the decency to, I don't know, try. But they've always done this, no? Like, even a lot of, like, the mid-tier movies in between yeah. the Avengers movies, that's all they were. They're just—it's 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 just setups. It's two hours of setup, but yes. this is nine episodes of setup. Right, but I think the cracks of it are really revealed a due to COVID and b to due to the nature of the show itself. Um, what happens in this show? Nothing. She doesn't learn. Like it's—it's it's billed as this like or like presented to us as the show about her grief and how she deals with it, and like the first couple of episodes kind of give us a taste of that. Of like, oh, like something's wrong and Wanda's trying to, you know, grapple with losing her husband and her brother and her parents. Like, we know all of this. And they give us flashbacks later. Like, we don't need the flashbacks because we already fucked That flashback, you're, all that flashback does is tell her that, tells us that she likes TV. <laughs> Which we know. We know this already. We know this. Like, if you trust your audience and your audience's intelligence level, like, we know this from the first two episodes that she has created this world of living in a magical TV TV setting because she loves TV. And I don't need an entire episode to tell the me The only reason to have flashbacks, and any movies that have flashbacks that are good understand this, the only reason to have flashbacks is when you're revealing new information via the flashback. Y- yeah. That episode, that penultimate episode, whatever, uh, yeah. when Agatha like forces her down memory lane or whatever, <laughs> we'll get to Agatha in a moment earlier, um, was so fucking pointless because nothing... We knew all of it. We didn't like learn anything. What we, I guess, the the, the what nice is part, grief, but right, but love, right, persevering or something, right. I and think like, people the, thought that that was like profound, the, the best writing that's ever happened. as if a movie or a TV show had never dealt with someone being sad before. Yeah, and like there are so many other examples of great writing that we can turn to, yeah. but no, like one line in, an, in a useless episode from a useless TV show is what we're going to point to. Sorry, I don't mean to like... What's 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 immensely humorous to me was that going into this, you, <laughs> you said to me, you were like, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to play devil's advocate uh, just to make the episode more interesting, when truthfully I'm having a much better time. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. There's still time okay. to play devil's advocate. Oh, but okay. play Mephisto's advocate. Right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, I liked... Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany in the show. Me too. That is what I can say. I I thought they were good. I liked the early episodes. Yes. I liked where they told us they were taking us. Mm-hmm. I'm upset that they didn't take us there. Um, I liked, um, like you said, the the, the two of the two of them. Uh, their performances were good. Uh, I mean, I also like some of the ideas around grief and, like, exploring Wanda's grief. Yes. And if done in an interesting, cool way, that could have been a really great show that would have been, like, very profound and, and very different from other things that the MCU puts out. But, like... Absolutely. They don't do that. No, they don't. What's... 
I think the thing that pisses me off the most, <laughs> even, <laughs> even more than the Evan Peters thing, was that the show pretends like it's exploring like grief or despair, right? Yeah. But truthfully, it's really surface level. It doesn't go into it at all. Anybody who's like actually depressed would watch the show and be so fucking pissed that like that's what the show is depicting has happened to you. I, I don't. Un- I don't understand Wanda as a character anymore. From no. from the show, I don't understand what she's going through. I don't understand. I mean, I, like you said, on a surface level, we understand why she's created this world, but we don't. I never like felt for her. No, I never, of course not. I never felt her pain, which if like grief is the topic or theme that you want to tackle and explore, like, you know, you set it up. You kind of, they do set it up, but then they don't, they don't capitalize on it. Like you need to, you need to make your audience emote and you don't do that by throwing in a big CGI battle in a library between vision and white vision. Like there's no, that's not how, that's, that's not how you, that's not how you like, generate feelings from your audience empathy you want empathy from the audience you get empathy from an audience by showing them something that can relate to yeah when the representation of grief in your show is a fantasy world that explodes out of a witch that's not enough (laughs) (laughs) that's not enough okay you need a scene where wanda maximoff is sitting there being a human being having a conversation with another human being about how she feels the closest we get to that is like you said that Scene with her and Vision on the bed that's a flashback. Yeah. That doesn't happen until the eighth episode. Yeah. By that point, we don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in an episode that we don't need. Yeah. Because we know we know the things that have happened. We know X, Y, and Z that happened yeah. to lead like Wanda to a place where she should be grieving and like should be struggling with finding herself in the world or like understanding what she needs to do next as a super fucking human. But, like, we don't need to see that her parents died. We know that. We already yes. know that. That is, that's there. That's out there. You know Kevin Fakey's, like, rubbing one out, being like, oh, yeah, we get to show the Stark name on the bomb now. Yeah, and it's just like, like, why? Like, I'm, like, do we need, like, I think these these movies or, or these shows or these content vehicles or whatever the fuck they are are just, like, to the point where they're so up their own ass and it's just like about like like usually when when you're hiding an easter egg in a movie about other movies that are connected it like helps you understand the world that you're in mm-hmm. and like you said like they just dropped a bomb with Stark on it just so we could all be like Tony right Tony I remember player. Iron Man yeah oh because he sells he sells weapons right there's there it, it, it like doesn't help the story at all. at all, or it doesn't give we us. We already a deeper, knew that information. It doesn't give us a deeper understanding of these characters, or these characters, or what they're going through, or what they're feeling, or why they want to blow up stuff. Like they're just blowing up. Stuff. I there was so I saw online the storyboard of a scene that was cut mm-hmm. about Wanda first going to the Sword headquarters before she meets Hayward to retrieve Vision's body or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene that's written out in the storyboard is her upset screaming that Tony Stark is the face of the sacrifice of the Avengers in this post-blip world, now that everyone's come back. Everyone's, like, grieving over Tony. And it's this beautiful scene in the storyboard about her being like, Tony's not the only one we lost. 
Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you keep that scene in the show? That's that's, that's a good. scene. That's a scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but they had to cut that because because Monica Rochambeau. Her eyes change colors when she fights. What are her powers, Raph? I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't. She. I don't care. Also, like the whole idea of, like, this isn't to say that big action set pieces and CGI fights are bad for mm-hmm. movies or yeah. or TV shows. The thing is that they have to make sense within the context of the story. Yeah, I have to know why these people are fighting and what they're fighting for. Yeah, and like what kind of values they want to they they're protecting mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. There's yes. none of that. I don't I, like why why is Agatha fighting Wanda because they're both witches and there can only be one witch. Bad guy is, is bad <laughs> and bad robot is bad. There's there's no re- there's no reason for the fight. There, it, there, there are no stakes, as we like to say. Talk about stakes a lot. Yeah, there's I, no I'm stakes like, for the fight. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm bored, and I'm. My brain melts when I watch two CGI characters fly around, throwing colorful lasers at each other. There's no interesting dialogue. There's no here. Okay, here's the problem. You could have that. Okay, like. Uh, the the Matrix Revolutions, for example, you have two CGI characters <laughs> flying around beating the shit out of each other. You have Neo and Agent Smith, yeah, and they're literally doing the same thing that Wanda and Agatha do at, at the end of WandaVision. They're literally flying around beating the shit out of each other in the sky. <laughs> and uh, thank you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason that even though it's re- the fight is ridiculous in the Matrix, the reason why like it's exciting. Is because we understand these characters. We understand why they're doing what they're doing. We understand why they're fighting. It's fucking ridiculous in WandaVision where I was just like, oh, they're fighting because this is the finale. And if it were a movie, this would be the action part. <laughs> but there, like, there needs to be a reason for it. Yeah. Like, Agatha does nothing to, to like, cause Wanda to want to fight her. Besides which, she wants her power. Like whatever. the reason that they fight is, like I, I'm pretty sure in, in the outline it said, and then they fight because which. <laughs> <laughs> That's that remind what you just said reminded me. It reminded me of behind the scenes for Revenge of the Sith when <laughs> it's it's a documentary. Uh, back, back scene, backstage, <laughs> back scene, backstage, backstage recording. Back, it's not backstage. They're in the fucking office, and it's a camera crew filming, <laughs> filming George Lucas, and he comes out of a, a room or something, and and he has a script in his hand, and he's like, "It's done. First draft, Revenge of the Sith," and they're filming already. <laughs> he's like, first draft is done," and he goes, "He goes, it's done. There's a lot of cheating in there. A lot of they fight." <laughs> That's that, that's, that's all, what it is. That's all. That's all that there is. Uh, do you want to talk about Agatha? Because <laughs> it was her all along. Okay. She was cake the whole time. So Catherine Hahn. Yeah. I know you're not the biggest fan of her. No, no, I like Catherine Hahn. Okay. I, okay. I think when WandaVision started, 
and Catherine Hahn had like one scene and she was like, Howdy ho, neighbor, mm-hmm. or something. That's Mr. Hanky. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy ho! Yeah. Mr. Hanky in WandaVision? Yeah. Oh, it'd be so much that better. Be so yeah. much better. Um, but when it first started, everyone was like, Oh my god, Catherine Hahn, she's a hidden treasure. Why have we not been putting her in more stuff? And it's like because she's like a pretty good comedic a- actress and like. She, she's good she's at a very successful TV actress. Yeah, she's yeah. like she's good at what she does, but like th- there was, and I hate to like shit on on audiences at large and not like focus on the the creators, but there was this whole conversation around like why Catherine Hahn is so great and like everyone was like pretending that they've always been the biggest fan of her of hers and like they've always been championing her to be in more stuff. No. Catherine Hahn is Catherine Hahn, and Catherine Hahn has like always been that, and will always be that, and that's what she is in in, in Wandavision. She's good, she's solid, but we don't need to now put her in every other movie that comes out. Like she's not fucking Frances McDormand. She's not no. a generational talent. She's pretty good at what she does, she, and we should all be okay with that. Her best work in this was the period era sitcomy bits where she was the nosy neighbor. Yeah, that she was great in. She did her research. She performed all of that very well. I thought she was very endearing. She was a lot of fun to watch. The second she becomes Agatha Harkness, the villain in the the most obvious twist of all time, Agnes. Agnes. It's is, Agatha. Is Agatha Harkness. Harkness. You put them together. Guess you, what? You take out the middle letters. Boom. There you go. Whoa. Wow. wow what a twist. Didn't see it coming. Um, and boom. Guess what? Now, uh, uh, Salem. <laughs> <laughs> So we're in Salem. The, we're in the, Salem now. Witches exist in the MCU. There's a book of the damned. Yes. <laughs> Can we get away from the whenever there are witches in in media, it's just automatically a flashback. There's automatically a flashback to Salem. Well, it's just it's it's writers being like, uh, mm, what do uh, Salem the Salem witch trials? Yes. <laughs> I made something up. Be original. <laughs> Like, that can't be... We can't keep going back to that. Just, or or you'd think that, like, Doctor fucking Strange would know about witches. Yeah. Like, is she the only witch? Does this mean that there are more witches out there? Are they all from Salem? Like, are there any witches outside of Salem? We don't even... Like, why do we need the flashback other than witch? Witch. Again, in, in the outline. Witch. Because... <laughs> witch. witch. Um... Yes, and then we get revealed to her her badass hairdo and purple dress yeah. while she's strangling two children. Yeah. Um, by the way, a lot of child violence in the finale. Yeah. Two children were strangled, and then Hayward shows up, and he's like, don't worry, boys, I got this, and then attempts to murder two children with a gun. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's why Monica Rambeau was there, so the bullets could go through her. Yeah. So you could be like, oh, she can... Oh, she's, she's, can, fo- she's, she's photon. She can bu- bullet time. Yeah. Fo- yeah, wow. What? Wow. <laughs> and then the kid winks at the camera and is like, she's got a neat trick. <laughs> God And it. she's like, you got neat tricks too, kid. Are those kids even real? No. They're not real. They're not real kids, right? They're not real kids. They're, 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 they're reality... Fake. Something that Whatever. They're fake vision. Fake. They came out of kids. Wanda. I don't yeah. know. Her power, whatever. Which, um, because she's yes. a witch. Yes, because she's a witch. Yeah. Um, okay, so... So, back to Catherine. Back to Catherine. Um, I, once, once the, the witch reveal happened, I was complete. I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> you hated like, it before that. Well, I, I, I had disdain for it. <laughs> um, and then I was just, I was just, I, 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 
Okay, so we, <laughs> so a lot of people say to me, they're like, if you don't like it, why do you keep watching it? And the truth is, uh, is because I'm not going to get off the ride at this point. I've been on the ride since 2008, and I'm just curious to see what they end up doing. Just because I'm, I don't like something doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. And the truth is, is that this is free to me. It is available to me. I don't have to pay for it. I've had a Disney Plus subscription for a while for other reasons. It's free. I will watch it. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do moving forward, though. If they release, like, Black Widow or, in, or Eternals or Shang-Chi or whatever on Disney Plus to rent for 30 bucks, like Raya and the Last Dragon, which I watched, which was okay, um, <laughs> uh, I'm not paying money to watch these fucking movies. No. I'm not. Maybe I'll come over. Maybe we'll split it. Yeah, but maybe. I'm... <laughs> But I am not paying $30 to watch a prequel about the Black Widow. I no, don't... but because then they're going to do other characters, and then that will tie into something else. God and forbid I miss watch a, the other thing, a, a your friend will be like, hey, did you notice that thing that was in that other thing? Yeah. You missed it. You don't appreciate it because you don't watch the, yeah. the 137 hours of other films. Yeah. Just like, why am I only watching movies to... To, to watch other movies yeah, remember, at this point. Remember when films used to be like, oh, they had a beginning, middle, and end, and you felt satisfied? <laughs> yeah. This literally felt, the nine episodes of WandaVision felt like the first 15 minutes of a movie. Yeah. That, that's all that it is at the end yeah. of the day. It's just, it's a setup for other stuff. Yeah. But they didn't even, so I think part of my disappointment is that I, like a lot of other people, had such high hopes for where they could have gone with the setups based on our knowledge of what's going on in the MCU and what we know from comics and shit. Like, I think I was one of those people who had really high expectations and I was like, they could set up some really cool stuff. Like, I don't know, bringing in the Fox X-Men series. Like, that would have been pretty rad if they found a, found out a way to do that. It was the perfect but, opportunity to! But they set up the worst things. They set up, like, nonsense. I don't care that a scroll shows up and is like, hey, Monica, someone up there wants to talk to you. And she points to the sky, and I'm like, who, Jesus? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised after that it didn't cut to black and then say Captain Marvel 2 coming yeah. next summer right. featuring Monica DeChambeau. <laughs> <laughs> or like the other post credit scene. Where the Scarlet Witch is now doing astral projection, like from remember Doctor Strange, <laughs> remember that movie um, that that also didn't matter at all. Uh, and oh look, oh, and you hear her, her kids are crying. It's like oh, maybe she'll bring her kids back. It's like why doesn't the show start there? Yeah. Also, okay, let's talk about the hex thing. So, the, so her, <laughs> her her fake husband and her fake children. Excuse me. Her fake husband. <laughs> no worries. Her fake husband and her fake children can only exist inside this bubble reality she's created. Yeah. If they try to leave it or the reality disappears, they disappear. Um, and, and so the, the the big tension, I guess, of the show, or the big drama of the show, or I guess the conflict for Wanda, is yeah. that in order for them to exist, she essentially has to torture a town full of people. Yeah. And that's what she's doing, okay? Let's not mince meat here. Yeah. She's torturing this town. Yeah. Deborah Jo Rupp, the mother uh, from that 70s, that 70s show, yeah. she is in this. And she says a line to Wanda in the final episode, if you're not going to let us go, at least kill us. <laughs> <laughs> she literally says that. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I was like, these people want to die. At the end of the, the, the series, it's just a, it's a hostage situation. It's a hostage situation. Yeah. Um, 
And there's no consequences that she's done this for like a couple of weeks. She's tortured these people. She goes up to a character who wasn't involved and apologizes. And then the character says to her, these people will never know what you gave up for them. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that would be like if I went into your home, held you at gunpoint, and I said, I'm going to eat all of your your Cheetos and, and shit, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And then someone else comes in there like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't eat all of Michael's Cheetos. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. I'm going to leave now. And then someone was like, <clears throat> and then someone else comes up to me and says, you know, Michael will never understand all that you gave up for. Yeah. Like, it's like, are you fucking kidding that's me? That's not how this works. Like, let's have some actual consequence, you know? Let's have a scene of her being like, I can't believe I've done this to these people. Yeah. Also, make the fucking heck smaller. <laughs> <laughs> she no. made it bigger. And then she got rid of it. Make it smaller. Or don't go to a town full of people. Do it on a farm. Do it where there's no one else around. Did she, she need the other people for like for her hex to work? I Does, does the <laughs> would fake vision be like something's not right here? Let's talk about fake vision. Um, he has a fight scene with real vision. Wow. Um, and then they have a. a a theoretical conversation. Two AIs. Wow, so interesting that the fight scene, the climax of... People are praising this. Oh, I love... It's just like the end of Doctor Strange. I love when the climax of a show, the fight scene is an interesting conversation and the hero wins in an unconventional way. It's like, fuck you. First of all, who gives a shit? Second of all, the real Vision gets his memories back and he fucking yeets off. He fucking leaves. He and He's like, oh, I the love of my life is here. I'm Now I know who I am again. I'm yeah. going to leave. I tuned out that entire conversation. The the, the boat of Theseus. Yeah. If you remove all the planks, is it still the boat of Theseus? Yes. What if you build a new boat with the planks you've removed? They are both the boat of Theseus. Fuck you, Kevin Feige. Mark Shankman. Paul Bettany, you troll, telling us there was a, a big cameo of a guy you wanted to work with. It's you? That was kind of funny. But... <laughs> That was is that what what that he, ended up? He being? did. He was talking about how there's this British actor he's wanted to work with forever, and it was just and him. it was just him. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that that's that's hilarious. That's way funnier than there's going to be a Luke Skywalker level cameo from oh from EO, which was just like there was none. Who was there, it? There was the scroll. <laughs> it, it honestly may have been the, the scroll. Oh my I don't god! Know, I don't know who it could have been. Was it Evan Peters? Oh, is that the, is that Luke Skywalker? But you but would assume that it would be yeah. someone at the end. Is is Luke Skywalker? Is the her becoming and actually like saying the word Scarlet Witch? Is that the Luke Skywalker level cameo? What what am I supposed to make of this? What what if what if, <laughs> like I'm lost. I'm so <laughs> lost. Who could it have been? And why would Elizabeth Olsen be so not aggressive in saying that, but so not ignorant? So, I don't, I, I don't know the, the words. She's, pay, she's paid to advertise her product. Why would they say that? That was rude. That was rude. Yeah. Of, um, of their whole, like, media campaign. Maybe it's because they knew that people would have turned off the show after episode, like, five. Yeah, probably. If that wasn't said. I, so I was I was waiting the whole time. I was, I was waiting, me personally, I was waiting for Hugh Jackman to show up. That would be great. I also would be like, fuck this, <laughs> but, but that would be great. Um, the, the truth is, I think this is this in particular is their first product that I think it's so difficult to ignore uh, just the whole facade of the whole thing and how the, the wool is pulled over a general yeah. audience's eyes. And it's just like, 
oh, uh, you should care about this, and this is great content because everybody else thinks so. When the truth is, is that it's it's really not, and people are just not exposed to anything else because Disney goes out of their way to ensure that the only thing you're exposed to is their content. Yeah. And if the only thing you're exposed to is their content, why wouldn't you think that anything is better? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're at a point where people say that they or like the idea is that people only go to movies to or like to movie theaters to see big tentpole, big action, you know, set piece movies. And what we really mean is we only go to the movie theaters for Marvel movies, which is pretty unfortunate because there are a lot of other really cool movies that are being made by people that are just as deserving. Like I don't know, maybe something we talked about last week, like. That's something that yeah. people should go see in, in theaters. Minari, and, an yeah. original story about yeah. being a human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With real emotions. Yeah. Uh, and real conflict. Yeah. And real struggle and characters trying to do something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What, an, what a novel idea. It's, it's bizarre. Um, yeah. But then on the other side of that, you get like, uh, like, oh, go see Thor because it's just like dumb fun and, you know, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. But like... I mean, I do think Thor Ragnarok is one of the movies, one of the few Marvel movies that actually has, like, an understanding of the character and, like, sure. some emotion. Even though it, it isn't, like, pretending to be about that, it is still inherently about that. Right. Without, like, trying to set us up for being one thing and then not doing that. It just I, is. I think what's interesting about Ragnarok, I don't think it's quite as good as, like, Winter Soldier or the Guardians movies. But the thing that's neat about Ragnarok is that it's made by a guy who's made other movies, and he has a vision, and the studio let him execute ah. his vision. Ah. A vision. Ah. My vision. Um, and boom. Like, the product ultimately ended up being not much of substance. It was more style than anything. But yeah. at least it was, like, funny. You know? Yeah. At least it was like, oh, this is a director's humor coming through in the script. Uh, at least, you know, it had that. And at least it was, like, colorful and, and yeah. fun, I guess. I thought um, it was kind of about the character of Thor and, like, his fall from grace and... Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, and yeah, and learning that, you know, the real power is within him, not, yeah. not in his, 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 his hammer. hammer. Yeah. I think maybe that's the issue with these Marvel movies, is that I don't care about any of these characters until I've seen five fucking movies with them. Like, I didn't care about Tony Stark or any of his internal struggles until he fucking dies in Endgame. Yeah. I, didn't care, I didn't care at all about Captain America or anything that he's going through until he fucking dances with Peggy at the end of Endgame. And that's... 20 movies into the series. Like, I have to wait that long to finally care about a character. Yeah. And I guess the, I guess it just shows us that Marvel, this WandaVision shows us that Marvel can't get us to care about a character unless we watch 20 to 30 movies with them. And then finally we'll get to a point where we have some sort of connection to them. I think the unfortunate truth is that if they really wanted to, they probably could. But that version of the MCU wouldn't nearly make as much money as this version does. Um, and I think they know that, and I think they're happy to indulge in the success of knowing that people will go and watch the same thing over and over again. Um, that doesn't force them to think very much. That all but it, like, pretends to. Which is almost worse. It's, it, it, it's very rude to yeah. the audience. Mm -hmm. This is a show about grief. We're going to show you grief. No, you fucking didn't. No. You didn't do shit. No. You didn't show me grief. 
you showed me flashbacks of shit that I already knew. Yeah. And you're like, grief. Great. How about that grief? <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> we did it. How about that grief? I just, I don't, uh, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> it's very exhausting. Yeah. I, I don't know why I keep giving it, giving Marvel a chance. I, 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 after watching this, I have nothing but low expectations for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, uh I have low expectations for... Is that going to be another nine episode setup? I think it's six. Which at least we only have to deal with it for six weeks instead of nine. Um, I am here. I'll tell you what I am interested in. I'm interested in the new Spider-Man. And the only reason I am is because I'm curious, like, what the fuck could they possibly be doing with this movie where you bring back every character from the Raimi ones and the Garfield ones. It's going to be very disappointing the way that they do it. They're going to, they're going to be in the movie for all of two seconds. That would suck so immensely. It's going to, we're going to see, like, Tobey Maguire in the background somewhere. <laughs> Dancing? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need to see the movie like five times to to pick up on on where he actually is, and it's just gonna it's gonna end up being a setup for Thor four, and then I'm gonna go see Thor four, and that's gonna be a setup for Eternals two, yeah. and then we're gonna go see Eternals th- two, and that's gonna be a setup for fucking Doctor Strange three, or <laughs> Falcon, Winter, whatever guy, the Winter Falcon, the Winter Falcon season two. I don't know <laughs> if, if my look I. Because there's potential. There's there there is potential because people are coming to these things. So like, why not when you have people coming to your stuff? Why not inject some heart into it and some thought mm-hmm. into it to make something that is good that will excite people? I think the issue is that nothing happens in these movies mostly. That results in us caring about the characters. People care because they're told that they're supposed to. Whereas, you know, a movie like Minari, it's not telling us we're supposed to care about these people. We care about these people because we relate to these people. Because we know what's going on in their head. Because we know what it's like when they wake up and have to spend a day in the field. Or have worries about their family leaving them or whatever. uh, Or have weird social interactions at church. We know what that's like. We don't know what it's like to be so upset that your android husband dies, and so you explode and turn a town into a sitcom. We can't empathize with that. You can't? No, and I try. Here's the other thing. Yeah. How the fuck is she in love with a robot? Yeah, that is kind of strange, isn't it? I always thought he was, like, actual... had, like, actual anatomy, and then they show him taken apart and he's actually wires? He's, yeah. He's wires and computer systems. Yeah, that was very strange to me. There's nothing human about him. None. How yeah, do you fall in love with that? I don't know. Um, Maybe it's an Eastern European thing. Possibly. Does, does Vision have a, a, a dong? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. This would, have. That would have saved the show if Vision went full frontal. There's just a big red cock. Just, <laughs> just went... Just <laughs> fucking... You blade dog. <laughs> Everything else could have stayed the same, and Vision shows full dong, and I would have been like, you know what? They went for it. Also, shouldn't the spell that she puts Agatha under at the end disappear when she gets rid of the hex? Yeah, where the hell does Agatha go? I don't know. Shouldn't 
Does, doesn't Agatha say that once you've cast a spell or created a reality, you can't alter it? So my promise to make yours better is a lie? So then how does Wanda cast the runes on the walls of the Hex to protect her? Because only a witch who makes the runes can do the magic in it. Something. But... Because remember when she said in the other episode? Oh, yeah, she did say it. Yeah. Oh, Wanda learned! Wanda changed throughout the show! She paid attention! All, all Marvel... And all the MCU is at this point. It's just remember when that thing happened in the other thing? So now it's here. Just a series of callbacks. I think that's why I fucking hated the, the sword subplot with Jimmy Woo and fucking <sighs> Kat Dennings, whatever her name is. And um, it's like, here, here's all these C characters from movies you haven't seen. Yeah. Look, they're here. I honestly thought Jimmy Woo was a new character. He's an Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, so, you know... Another thing, I need to watch that movie to know that he's the guy from The Thing. I need to watch yeah. Captain Marvel to know that she's the woman from The Thing. Dude, he, and she's grown up now. he loves magic because Scott knows magic and he looks up to Scott. And you wouldn't know that yeah. unless so, you watched uh, Ant-Man. I Marvel. didn't catch that. Mm. But, you know, I mean, I don't... Wow, the attention to detail is, here is amazing. Is that what took away from my viewing pleasure? Because I didn't... I didn't finish Captain Marvel or watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is that why I didn't fully connect to WandaVision? Oh, Jesus. Or is it because the writing was bad? And the direction was sloppy? Yeah, I, I, I lean towards one of those two. <laughs> so much for playing devil's advocate today. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need to point out, but I'm going to, that I don't recommend this show. <laughs> Um, there are much better things to watch, uh, literally anywhere on Disney plus go watch a Pixar movie. I don't know. Go watch a Disney classic. I don't know. Don't watch nine episodes of the show. Yeah. But then uh, you won't be able to talk to your friends. That's man. That's true. When everyone's on the zoom and they're like, do you guys see WandaVision? Wow. How about that? That Marvel show? Yeah. How about, uh, yeah. Wow. How about that exploration of Wanda Maximoff's character? Yeah. It's the same reason why people watch football when they don't like football. Yeah. So that they can chat at the water cooler. I believe <laughs> in my core that people lie to themselves daily that they like the MCU. Yeah, I'm starting to question whether I actually like it. There was a time when I liked it. There was a time when I would go see all the movies. There was a time when I was excited about Endgame. The more time passes, the more I realize that I didn't know what I was thinking. And that I, I, I was brainwashed. Um, and rewatching them now, I can't stand them. <laughs> yeah. I think some of them offer interesting explorations of, of, of stuff. Some of them think, have good moments. I think Infinity War is an interesting exercise in some regards. Sure. Um, an interesting look at like uh, the villain story, the villain story, yeah. the villain as protagonist. I sure. think Endgame offers some interesting things in terms of it being a, a TV show finale that plays out. Yes, in yes. movie form. Um, I think WandaVision again could have been something very interesting. I I think the reason to do that it did I agree and I think the reason that people respond to shit like Winter Soldier and Guardians in a way that they don't the others I think the reason most people would say that those are the better ones is because they're like actually about something like Winter Soldier is about domestic terrorism yeah um, it's about being it's about having our nation being infiltrated by fascists yeah. 
Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is about what it means to be an orphan yeah. in the vast expanse of our universe. Black Panther tackles some interesting stuff and explores some interesting aspects. Yes, absolutely. The the responsibility yeah. uh, to help others yeah. in the world if you can, as yeah. opposed to protecting Protect- your own yeah. you know legacy or people or whatever. Yeah, but most the others aren't like what does captain marvel explore like what does Dude, feminism have you heard of it all right <laughs> but the, here's the thing is that i think captain marvel is a movie that presents itself as being about something like feminism but it at the end of the day like isn't actually interested no. in any of those questions and like we we trick our like you said we trick ourselves into thinking like oh this is about something so I like it, the, but like the there are other thing, movies that are good at exploring what it means to be a strong, independent woman. Mad in fucking Max, dude. Yeah. Fury Road does this without bat- batting you over the yeah. head with it, and it does it in an exciting way with big spectacle action. Right, like you can do both, but it, the way that the MCU goes about it lately, it seems like it's just lazy. And the, I think Black Widow will do the same thing. Yeah, the the only thing about like something like Black Widow, I imagine when it comes out, people will say this about it. And I think the reason that, you know, Captain Marvel is such a facade as well is that the only thing that it does in its attempt to pretend to be a film about uh, feminism or female empowerment is that the character just happens to be a woman. Yeah. There's nothing else aside from that. It's not actually interested in those things no, it just wants to pretend that it is it's just like oh this is good we can put a woman on the poster yeah people will see it which is good like yes that's have, great we should have more superhero movies with with women as 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 the leads and stuff and it doesn't always need to be about feminism it could just be right a movie about a superhero but right. don't sell it to me don't pretend to be something that you're not there's a lovely film called annihilation yeah. by the guy who did ex machina um, I love Annihilation. Um, Natalie Portman is in it. Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of other actresses. The only actor in the film is Oscar Isaac, and he's yeah. hardly in it. And just all the main characters are women, and they go on this expedition um, into this like aura that's cast from this crash meteorite. Yeah. Um, and it's a char- it's a film full of strong female characters that are capable and interesting and three dimensional in ways that don't require male characters to make them. And the movie never comments on that. It just is that. Yeah. And by doing that, it is, like, actually interested in what those things mean. Like, what it means to be strong women or, or like, a woman in, the, in, in, a, in a science field where you're, where you're not respected. It just, it just shows us that. And by doing that and not, like, pretending to be something it's not, it ends up being a, a, a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, but <laughs> WandaVision yeah. is... Not that. Not. Not. Raph, would you... <laughs> would you, uh... Would you recommend WandaVision? Um... That's an interesting question. I, um... I want to say Yes. But I also want to say no. Mm. I honestly don't know if I would recommend this. I it, honestly do not know because I know that there. I know that there are so many people who I know and and whose opinions I respect who like this. Um, and like, you know, you can watch this and enjoy it. But 
I also want to like nudge them to consume other things that will give them a little bit more that will give them the stuff that WandaVision is pretending to give us in like a, a genuine way. Right. So that's where I stand. If you, I, I don't fucking know. If you have Disney plus already and you have nothing better to do and you like Marvel, I guess go ahead. If you've seen all the other shit, you may as well at you this point. Because we're all... Well. Yeah. What are we going to do? Fucking boycott Marvel? Yeah. Maybe. Let's start it now. The only way to do that is to simply not watch any of their shit or buy any of their shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I'm sort of with you. If, if you have Disney Plus and if you're already on the train, go along with it. Uh, anybody who's not, uh, I wouldn't recommend this TV show to any of my family. <laughs> um, and, and that's, that's pretty much all there is to that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 every time we talk about Marvel, any of the few episodes we've done about Marvel recently, like the, the Captain Amer- America time travel one, I'm just like, I'm just, uh, I just so, I feel so drained. Yeah. Um, but we've been, we've been, we've been fucked with. We have, but, but you know, I, in a few weeks we'll get to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm not doing that. No? Great. <laughs> Alright, maybe, maybe I will. I mean... I really... I, I wasn't planning on watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <sighs> Raph, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen all the Bourne movies. That's true, yeah. Why do I need... These, to... these stupid buddy cop films. Yeah. Let me just watch sh- Rush Hour 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter. At Rafstit, all one word, R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Um, and on Letterboxd, at Rafstit. Love it. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, at Michael underscore Rocco underscore, that's R-U-O-C-C-O, Michael underscore Rocco underscore on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, at Michael Rocco. You can also find me on Letterboxd, like Raf, at Michael Rocco, no underscores. And you can find us, straight to DVD, on Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere you find your podcasts. Hell yeah. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Um, if you disagree with our takes on WandaVision, please, please let us know. We are happy to to hear your thoughts. If there's anybody out there who disagrees with us and really does have thoughtful retorts to our issues with this franchise, please, please help us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're missing something. Maybe. Maybe we're the blind ones, dude. I don't know. All right. Until next time. Dude. What is grief? Dude, but not... Something. Something. Persevering. Persevering.